You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers, so let's get started with Chris from Alabama. Hey, man. Chris from Alabama, man. What's up? Damn, man. Who? Yeah. Man. Man, 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 man. Hey, man. Good season, baby. Yep. Good season. Good season. Everybody said we were going to get blowed out. That obviously wasn't the case. We were there to the end, man. We went toe-to-toe to the, with the best in the NFC, man. The future is bright, man. It hurt. It hurt a little bit, man. It hurt a little bit. I ain't yeah. even going to lie. It yeah, hurt it a little bit. But I'm looking on the brighter side of things, bro. We, we, we went toe-to-toe with the best in the NFC. And it came down to the wire. Hey, we lost that. That's a learn. That's a that that's that's just another learning experience for us. This the way that we lost this game is a learning experience. Love probably should have threw that away and live to fight another down, but you know, that's the that's the inexperience. Hey, it is what it is, man. I'm proud of this team. I'm so damn proud of this team, man. I am so proud of this team, bro. We went toe-to-toe with the best in the NFC, and we almost pulled out a victory. Hey, the future is bright for the Green Bay Packers, man. The future is very, very bright for the Green Bay Packers. It ain't no need to hang our head on it. I know everybody, I, I, like I said, it hurt. That hurt. We could have we could have we we, we pulled something off, but hey, it is what it is, man. We hung right there with them boys. We were right there. We lost. It is what it is. I'm proud of these boys. I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to getting another defensive coordinator that can use the talent on the on the defense for the whole season. Hey, these boys fought their ass off, man. Go pack, go, man. I've been a Packer fan since 1995, man. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere, man. 
Go Pack Go, man. The future is bright. The third era has arrived. We got another quarterback. And sooner than later, we we in the conversation. Man, we in the conversation next year. The, the performer we put up, we are in the conversation next year. It's all good, man. Bam. Oh, that was a heartbreaker, man. But the future is bright, man. Go Pack Go, man. I'm so proud of this team, man. I'm proud of all of them, man. The future is bright, man. I'm proud, man. I'm proud to be a Packer fan, man. I'm proud to be a Packer fan. I'm proud to be a fan of the real American team, man. Not the fraudulent American team. We the real American team, man. Packer fan all from coast to coast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really did hurt. You know, like I said, if you were on the stream with me, I just, I think I just stared for a solid 30 seconds. I couldn't even talk. I mean, it's it just, it was just a genuine, like, sadness, you know, sadness for yourself, for the fact that the season's over. I mean, there's a genuine sadness, like, for the fan base, because, you know, it's just, it's going to hurt. Um, you know, sadness for my kid, sadness for, like I said, the end of the season, like you just don't want it to end, and also just sadness for the players and the coaches and everything because they deserved it. You know, they earned it. They were better than the 49ers, and it's ultimately their fault that they lost. You know, too many mistakes, too many missed opportunities and all that, but still, I mean, that's that's painful, and as much as it hurt us, imagine actually being the players on that team. Um, but on the bright side, man, that's just that's really just swing number one for a lot of these guys. You know, even the second-year players had not been in the playoffs before um, and not since they've moved in this new direction under love. And so there's there's got to be a profound sense of optimism. Like, if this is how we're good when it's this year, we're just figuring stuff out. Like, remember, I was talking earlier on about how, like, even Matt LaFleur doesn't know what he's doing. And I don't mean that negatively necessarily, just in terms of I don't even know my guys. I'm supposed to put guys in the best position to succeed, but I don't even know what they do best. And I'm learning from week to week. And then he goes out and a new guy comes in. Like, now I got to figure out how to make Bo Melton work. I had no expectation of of Wicks being a thing this year, but as good as he is, I guess we got to give him some more snaps. And I thought, you know, Dobbs and and um, and Reed and Watson would be the thing. But, you know, Dobbs is kind of taking a step back and Reed is really good and Watson got hurt. So now I got to retool this and... um you know, Musgrave's really the guy, and then he started to blow up, and then he got hurt, and it's like, all right, we got to lean on Kraft, and then he became the guy, and then Reed, and then Musgrave came back, and so, I mean, it's just, they're just, even now, it's like, I don't know what to do. I mean, you come back next year, everybody's healthy, like, well, I have no idea what to do. Um, You know, turmoil along the offensive line, and a little bit of shuffling going on there, even at right guard, kind of shuffling some stuff around, and Rasheed Walker kind of getting his first crack at left tackle, and um, just just a lot of moving pieces, and and to be able to pull that off, and and honestly, as far as Packers playoff losses go, that is one of the more impressive ones we've seen. I mean, our losses to the Forty ers I know the last one was close, but it didn't feel like we were the better team in that game. It felt like we sucked, and maybe it's just because our our offense. You know, you know when you when your offense can't move, you feel like you suck, but um. It just felt like we were not the better team last time we played the 49ers. And the time before that, we got freaking blown out. And Tampa beat the crap out of us. It just felt like we were inept. And it was embarrassing because you go in talking so much trash and feeling so confident. Like, dude, we really got it this year. And then these teams just bludgeon the living crap out of you. And, in, 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 you know, in, in the case of 
you know, Tampa Bay, it's on your own home turf. You got a Florida team coming into Green Bay in the frigid cold, and they beat the living crap out of you. It's freaking embarrassing. And in this game, it legitimately was an elite 49ers team in San Francisco. The Packers were the better team. They lost the game, and rightly so. I'm not trying to make excuses at all. Um, the 49ers won correctly. But um, it's got to feel good. I mean, they, they were, you know, a missed field goal, a dropped interception, uh, you know, a, a, an errant decision at pick, a couple missed throw. You know, they, they were just a couple little pieces away. I mean, two two different dropped interceptions. One of them could have got housed from uh, from being the actual winners. And and next week, we're getting ready to play the, the Lions and feeling good about it because, I mean, this is the easiest game we've played in the playoffs. It's in Detroit, but who cares? We beat them last time in Detroit. And genuinely feeling like, dude, we're we're going to the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, think about that. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to put it all on Savage. I think Savage has been playing great down the stretch. I think he really put it on the line and all that stuff. But I'm just going to use him as an example. We are one Darnell Savage pick six away from essentially being the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. And and we're we're at this point looking past Detroit, which is probably the wrong decision. But for the first time, it's it's more likely than not that we are going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to be playing either the Chiefs or the the Baltimore Ravens, and that's a hell of a thing, man. It really is. You know, it sucks that it went down the way that it did, but that's crazy to think about. We are we are it at multiple instances one play away from beating the 49ers. Two shocking upsets in a row, going up against Detroit as the favorites, probably in Detroit, and um, really thinking about seriously, what are the odds that we will be winning a Super Bowl in year one? And if they can accomplish that in this year, um, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Again, no guarantees they get better, but like I said, I always operate from a standpoint of what makes the most sense, and it's possible they get worse. But just based on the way that they're built, it makes more sense they get better than it is that they get worse. Yeah, this is Embrace the Suck. Game just ended. So, man. We weren't supposed to be all this tied up and doing all this stuff, but this, you know, before the end of this way, this just blows. I got to walk away and decompress. Talk to you later. Yeah, I get it. I think everybody needed that. It's the hard part about doing a stream is I can't just blow up and then, you know, go decompress and everything. And I, I've kind of had to get away from that since I had a family just because it's like, you know, I can't just say I'm, I'm not being a dad for the next 48 hours because <laughs> whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody's got to take some time. But, um, you know, again, future's bright. A lot of things to be excited about. A lot of great draft prospects. We just did a, uh, I just did a live stream with uh, Jake on uh, on the YouTubes as well as I think Facebook and and uh, Twitter, and just kind of dipping the toe in that a little bit. I just started today going and, and recreating my um, draft big board, which I do every year. Actually, I don't think I, I don't know if I did it last year or not, but I, I do that every year, and um, it's, uh, I always think I'm going to hate it. And then as soon as I start, I get super into it. It is, it is fun for me. I'm kind of a nerd. It's all Excel spreadsheet type stuff. I am going to be watching, um, the players and I'll, I'll essentially have two different boards, guys that I like based on who I watched and then sort of my own little stat board. But, you know, on top of that, you got free agency. It's like, you know, how, how long do we have to hear about the, the garbage let bowl, let polls cook and the guy, you know, 
basically works at McDonald's. <laughs> He's going to cook you up a McDouble. Brian Gutekunst is Gordon Ramsay, man. Let the man co- have some faith. Have some faith in Jordan. Have some faith in Matt LaFleur. Have some faith in Brian Gutekunst. If you do, if you, if you trust those three people, and maybe you don't, but if you do, we're fine. We're perfectly fine. No, Ryan, Steve up in Alaska, man. Hey. Disappointing, and, you know, it did, I, I things will be figured out. A little, little worth that love had to throw that, that last ball. That was I just know. like, what are you doing, bud? That was the Brett Farfield I've ever seen one. Yep. But, um, all in all, though, hey, let's, let's be honest, folks. And it's a damn good season. And other than, I mean, we made the mistakes. We we could have yes. and should have beat them. You had the missed field goal. You had the missed interception. Um, there was a couple other plays that I thought the refs could have made some calls on. You know, it was just a few mistakes. If we don't make a couple mistakes, two, three mistakes, you know, we win this thing. That that's what it was. I, I don't. I ain't gonna say at any point in time they outplayed us. You know. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. We've got to look at the numbers, but I really don't think they outplayed us. I know Love got two interceptions. That that other one was a tip ball. He was a little off. He was a little off. Everything was, you know, seemed a little behind today. Um, but let's be honest, man. That's you know, kid's second second appearance in a playoff game, and it's all this year. You know, playing against Brock Purdy, who this is his second run in the playoffs. And I'm telling you right now, Jordan Love looked better than Brock Purdy in this yes, game. Yes, he did. <laughs> I know that last drive, yeah. but Brock Purdy looked like trash through the whole center part of the game. He was missing people left and right. It was it was bad. So we, we should have and could have taken them. And this comes back down to, you know what, the defense. Nobody's going to say anything's got to change with the offense. You know, we're going to have to think about some offensive line, and we're going to have to think about running back. Um. But that's it, really. What else do you got to think about on on offense? We got wide receivers, and they're just going to be getting better. And we got tight ends; they're just going to be getting better. We should. This is our assumption, of course. You know, we got a quarterback; should be getting better. That's again the assumption, of course. So we need two positions on offense, and everything else is defense. Everything else can be defense, and we got eleven picks. So. If we use three of them on offense, we say two running backs or two offensive linemen and a running back, that gives us eight picks to put on the defense. So, hey, let's get into this off season. Feel proud about our team. We'll uh, we'll get over this one. It ain't a bad one. I don't think anybody can feel bad about us. So uh, go pack and uh, let's get to the off season. I think the goal is to go from being a really talented team to a really um, just an unstoppable force. And at times, the uh, the Packers seem to be that. But I think the, the easiest way to do that, and this is probably why it's such a critical thing, but the easiest way to do that is trenches and on offense, that's the offensive line. You've heard me say it if you've been listening for a while, a million times, but the only things an offense can do are run and pass, and you can't do either without an offensive line. But just think about how dangerous this team is when they're running well with Aaron Jones. Think about how dangerous it is when Jordan Love has time. You build an elite offensive line. Because I, I know Aaron Jones can make magic happen, but he can't always make magic happen. And he sure as heck can make magic happen when there's 
places to run. You have that and you have Jordan Love with plenty of time and you're just killing people with play action because they got a bite because you're just getting demolished in the run game. But then also on defense, to somehow finally turn this into just a completely, you know, stingy, can't move the ball kind of a defense, I think that becomes the question. You know, I mean, I think the Packers are a good team. I think they can be a marginally better team. And I think the Packers played that game for a long long time. They were a very good team that continually got marginally better. And the question is, how do you become that truly elite team? You, you look at, you know, the, the 49ers or Baltimore or Tampa back when they won it, or the Patriots. It's, it's an offense that just cannot be stopped and a defense that you just can't move against. I mean, I, I remember playing the Patriots back in the day, and it was like you felt like you had to be perfect and you had to scratch for every yard. It was such a battle. I think that's the aspiration. And again, for me, it always starts in the trenches. It's it's offensive line, defensive line. Um, I like the pass rushers that we have. I generally like the pass blockers that we have, but I think there's growth there. And and the running is where that growth takes place. To be a dominant offensive line that just moves people and to be a dominant defensive line that does not move. And certainly from there, you know, great DBs and everything really add to that. I mean, if Jair can kind of get healthy and get back to being a top 15, top 10 corner. If we can add another one outside of him, whether that whether that is Stokes or not, I don't know. But if, it, if we can have that and then have a, you know, kind of an enforcer over the top or just, you know, one of those guys that's just kind of the, the heart and soul of the defense on the back end, it just gets to be a real problem. And, and I would love to see the Packers. And I, I know that's always the goal kind of for everybody, but I just want that to be maybe the focus as opposed to how can we nibble around the edges? Where where can we marginally upgrade this or marginally upgrade that? My vision for the team is just this absolute force that cannot be stopped. And for me, again, that's offensive line and defensive line. At least that's where it starts. You know, I'd like to have a wide receiver. You know, I wouldn't mind it, but I don't think that gives you that. I just don't think it does because, you know, even if you get a guy that's that's like a truly elite number one wide receiver, great. What does that do if you if you don't have an offensive line or a run game? Compare and contrast that to build me an elite offensive line and then keep the exact same receivers as they are. Matt LaFleur can get them open. Jordan can get the ball to him. And these guys have more than enough speed and, and, and ability to do some stuff after the catch that we're fine. Again, I don't mind, you know, adding a receiver or a tight end or a running back. But if you want to be that truly just I hate playing this team. They're so, you know, again, the offense, you just can't stop it. It's so hard to get them to just freaking stop. And on defense, it's so hard to gain a freaking yard. I I would just love to see an all-out blitz on the trenches. I, I just, I think if you solidify that with the guys that we already have, it can do magic. Anyways, why don't we take our first break? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddies where I can support the podcast. Otherwise, hit me up on Venmo, Packernet Podcast. Also, please do me a favor. I'm doing a little bit more work over on the YouTubes. So uh, hit me up over there, Packernet Podcast. Just subscribe, hit the bell notification. It would do me wonders. Thank you so much. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, Ryan. Game just ended. This is Trucker Pop here. Hey. Uh, Heartbreaker. Yeah. We could have easily won that game. Three trips into the red zone in the first half. Came away with two field goals. Two drops. Clearly, easily catchable drops. Interceptions. Uh, we definitely had the ability to win that game. It should have. But we didn't. Just made too many mistakes. But other than that, it was a great season. I enjoyed it. And I uh, loved the way these guys played with heart throughout the game. Just wasn't to be. We blew the chances we had when we had them. And San Francisco, congratulations to them. They get to move on. Um, I'm rooting for the Lions now. From here on out, I hope the Lions make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, but you never know. Anyway, go pack go. We'll have lots to talk about this offseason. Thank you for your show, Ryan. Chuck Bob out. We're heading for Texas. Yeah, I, I get it because um, it's miserable either way. The, the, the thought of either San Francisco or Detroit in the Super Bowl makes me sick, but I'm definitely leaning the other way. I just, I can't do it. I mean, that's still a division rival for me. Is You know, I... I San Francisco, I I hate with a passion. I really do. But for Detroit to, for the first time ever, you know, win the division, you know, to to get into the playoffs in the first time since however long, to immediately just march straight into the Super Bowl. I mean, granted, I expect them to get blown out in the Super Bowl, but I don't know. Maybe it would be better. Assuming they lose, maybe it would be better. I don't know. It's not it's not really worth arguing about I guess cuz I I completely understand anybody's point of view from that not wanting to see San Francisco win or not wanting to see Detroit win but yeah I I, I don't know I don't know I just uh, all I can say is if it's 49ers Chiefs I probably just won't even watch the Super Bowl unless we do some kind of a live stream just for fun which we'll probably do just to make some games out of it or something I just have no desire to watch that game at all I I don't care I'm so sick of those freaking teams and the only reason I'd watch Lions and and uh, and Chiefs would be not because I I'm I mean, it'd be miserable, but the only reason is to see if the Lions win the Super Bowl. I mean, that would be the only thing I'd be curious about, just to make sure they don't. Um, 
I mean, ideally at this point, Baltimore wins a Super Bowl. I mean, that's the only redeeming thing left. Not that I'm a big Ravens fan or anything, but um, they're at least a team that I don't dislike, or or I, I should at least say in the case of the Chiefs, I'm not tired of them lo- winning constantly. Um, and also, you know, you look at Lamar, he's, he's certainly one of the guys that hasn't won it yet that you think is deserving. Plus, I mean, with, you know, his injury history, I mean, he's very rarely even makes it this far in the postseason. How many opportunities is he going to have moving forward? But anyways, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Unfortunate situation. Hey, this is Omar the Firefighter again. Uh, hey. I, this first month, I think I called back like this. Um, I called back because I'm kind of like, damn, I'm, I'm really kind of like, I just told y'all, you know, don't be sad and it's all good. But I'm really kind of sad because we really like was kicking their butt like the whole game. Right. And it's funny because, like I said previously, we did overachieve. But I'm like, we had, you know, we ain't got super good safeties. You know, Savages are. I think Savage might have played enough to, if he ain't trying to get super paid, we could bring him back. But, like, Owens don't really play that well. And he played all right. You know, but it's like we, I think, you know, with Valentine's seventh round corner and, like, we, you know, we beat the snot out of them. And we could have easily won that game, you know, just if they won't for the kicking and, you know, the the pass so unless feel like he can be throw it, we could have easily won that game, and it's just like wow, like we went blow for blow, because I felt like if we win, if we beat the Forty ers I was like we gonna win the Super Bowl because anybody can stop us, and I think the reason I didn't mention this before, but I think the reason our defense played so well because Joe Barry knew he was gonna get fired, and he basically called the best games of his life to save his job. And I'm going to be honest with you. We still need to fire him. We, I mean, we still don't need to sign him. We don't need to bring him back. At the end of the day, he is kind of, as they say, uh, they are who we thought they were. You know, I almost feel like uh, Green, Coach Green, doing nothing more. We, we let him off the hook, you know, with the 49ers. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we know how our defense coordinator is, and he's not that good. So we don't need to bring him back for another three years. We saw it. Um, get a good defense coordinator from the Ravens or somebody with a real sweet defense. And, uh, like I said, improve some players, bring some competition in the kicking game. And I'm telling you, we'll be back here even better. But if, you know, we, I don't want to say we ain't going to make it. I, I, I'm, we got a better shot than most people in the league to make it back to where we were at. And it's not further to the Super Bowl. So I, as you said, I feel you. I am a little bit because I was thinking we might have been like the worst Super Bowl team to ever win one, but I didn't care. It still counts as a W. <laughs> if we would have went to the Super Bowl and won, I don't think we had like the best offensive line. I don't think we had the best safeties. It was literally like we had a great quarterback and a great running back. But anyway, go back, go keep high heads high, everybody, and enjoy enjoy you know the off season. I guess the best you can. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying that uh, you know Joe Barry needs to go because of how terrible he was in the in the postseason. I mean, I don't think it was great. It was fine. It was. It was. I think it was good enough to win. Certainly, um, kind of disappointing down the stretch. But you could. I mean, first of all, again, I mean, you want to talk about the difference between um, play calling and and performance. I mean, the the, the players were just. It, it was bad with some of the stuff, you know, the, the dropped interceptions, missed tackles, all that kind of stuff. But 
you know, like you said, it's not really the point. It's one thing if it was such an elite performance that you start to question it. But I th- I think it was just a good performance by the defense overall and as far as play calling, which is hard to tell just watching it. But I, I it didn't seem horrific. But it's just, you know, we've seen it. Okay, we get it. You know, again, I saw somebody else on, on social media like, well, you know, stop talking about getting rid of the guy unless you have a, 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 a better option or whatever. Well, are you talking to me or are you talking to the Packers? I mean, I, I can tell you that, for example, Darnell Savage is not ideal. Darnell Savage might be okay. He, he might be decent enough. But what if your goal is to be, like, really good? Can I say that we need to go in a different direction, or do I need to know who that really good player is before I make the proclamation that we need to go get a different player? And am I allowed to say that I don't know, but I do know that this isn't good enough, and I trust that the Packers will be able to find somebody better? Because I think that I can say that. Because I don't work for the Packers. I don't know if you guys knew that. I I don't actually have input with those fine folks over there. I just know that we've watched this defense for long enough. It hasn't reached the pinnacle of what we had thought. And although there are certainly deficiencies on the defense, like there are with every defense, I don't personally believe that the defense has ever lived up to, especially from a consistency standpoint, because the biggest issue with saying we don't have good enough players is looking at how good this defense is at times. Why, if we could get that more consistently, we would be a top 10 defense. We'd be a, potentially a top five defense, but we don't get that consistently. So um, yes, there, there do need to be improvements on the defense, no doubt about it, potentially at, at DB, at defensive tackle, maybe even another guy at edge. We might need to look at different things at linebacker. I don't, I don't really know exactly. Hopefully the new defensive coordinator will help us figure that out along with Brian Gutekunst and the rest. But again, if your goal genuinely, as mine is, is to go from being a good team to being an unstoppable team, is Joe Barry the guy that gets you there? I'm not saying is he good enough to get us back to this spot because the answer to that is obviously yes. But if you want to be dominant, if you want that, you know, 90s Packers defense, if you want the 2010 Packers defense even, if you want to be you know, what the 49ers have been this year, or, you know, what we saw against Tampa, or what Baltimore's doing, or what Cleveland has been doing, or what, what pick, pick whatever defense you like, historically. I mean, what, why not shoot for the stars? We did with Jordan Love. If our goal was to draft Jordan Love, not because he's the most likely to be a competent quarterback that can get you to be a kind of good team, they picked Jordan Love because they wanted to find a guy that had a Pat Mahomes upside. So when we look in a macro level at our defense, should we not be looking at, oh, I don't know, the Legion of Boom? Are you going to find that with Joe Barry? I'm not saying specific scheme-wise. That has nothing to do with it. 2018 Bears Fangio. Joe Barry ever going to give you that? I don't think so. Maybe if we were at least seeing growth, if we were seeing like year one to year two to year three being growth, it just feels like it's, it's on repeat. So we're a good team. I want to move into, okay, how do we go from being a good team that can get to, that can compete for the NFC North, that will likely be a playoff team, that'll be in the mix for a Super Bowl run, but probably not the team. How do we go from that to being the number one seed that everyone's scared to death of? And not just because, hey, they got a good quarterback-wide receiver combo, but because the offense and defense are just an absolute force. What the heck is going on, Ryan? What's up, man? Um, so the game just ended. Um, whew, oh, what a game. Um, this, oh, 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 by the way, this is Nico. There you go. 
Ah, uh, man. What a freaking game. Um, I don't really know what to say. Just wanted to call in, but say, hey, you know what? What a year. Oh, my God. We definitely far achieved more than we, than I thought we could. And, uh, we could have won this game tonight, obviously. Uh, but we didn't. Whew. I watched, I watched this game tonight with one of my wife's coworkers. Uh, he's a huge Niners fan. Okay. And he was crapping his pants the entire game. <laughs> so, uh, man. I mean, obviously I, I'm super bummed we didn't win, but I'm so fortunate for the future. I mean, if anyone doesn't look at our team right now and think we could become a dynasty for the next four, five, six years. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. They man. they just don't know football. Yeah. We got the youngest offense, the youngest receivers, the youngest GOAT quarterback. All we got to do is get rid of Joe Barry, hire some defensive person from the Baltimore Ravens. I know, I know. Wish list, but um, we could be really good for the next five years. We could be the next dynasty. So, you know what? Go Pack Go! I'm so proud of Jordan Love. I'm so proud of all the receivers that we got that we had no idea we're going to be good until right now. Both the tight ends. Defensively, we played we played really good. Ah, bummer. Um, man, I'm just I'm just really excited for the future. I don't expect to win the Super Bowl every year, and we were we were fairly close with no expectation of being this becoming this far. So uh, all I can say is, hey, the rest of the NFL. You should fear the Packers for the next five years because we're gonna we're gonna crap on you guys. Go back, go. Well, it's funny. I mentioned uh, Pat Mahomes and you mentioned dynasty. So why not put those two things together real quick? Because I think the Chiefs are are definitely toying with that right now. Um, when you look at the fact that it was you know playoffs, Super Bowl, Super Bowl appearance, playoffs, won the Super Bowl. So, you know, they've been to the Super Bowl three out of the last four years, won two of those. Um, if you look at it, Pat Mahomes' first year with the Kansas City Chiefs was in 2018. In 2018, they played the Indianapolis Colts, beat the crap out of them 31-13, then went up against the New England Patriots and lost 37-31. Similar margins. And what happened the next year? Kansas City Chiefs went 12-4, and go to the playoffs, they beat Houston 51-31, to then play the Titans and beat them 35-24, and then beat the 49ers 31-20 for the Super Bowl. Why not? Right? I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about what is reasonable, rational, likely. I'm talking about if you're the GM of this football team, what is your goal? Is your goal incremental progress? 
or is your goal to build a dynasty? And I think, you know, I think we were we were close to it with Favre. We were close to it with Rodgers. The, the problem was just a little bit too much inconsistency, and I really think that that comes down to um, trying to build a better defense and a, and a more consistent one. And it's difficult because you can build a, a great offense for a long time with a quarterback, and that's basically it. How do you build and maintain a really good defense? Because it's, it has to be built of so many different components, and you can't just pay for all these components all the time. You just have to be really freaking good at drafting, developing, and, and em, employing, deploying defense, like you know the Patriots did and whatnot under Bill Belichick, finding them and then using them. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the goal. That needs to be the focus. That needs to be the direction that the Packers are, are hopefully heading. I'm all for incremental growth and and finding a little piece here, a little piece there that'll get you there. But like you know, let's say it did happen. Let's say it did. What needs to happen to get there? And that's you know point number one for why you move on from Joe Barry. I'm not talking about running it back. I'm talking about how do we take a step from where we were as a top five football team this year, somewhat inarguably. At least if you look at how the season ended and, and where that team was, you know, better than um, better than Dallas, better than Detroit, better than Tampa, at least as good as San Francisco, maybe not quite as good as Baltimore, maybe not Buffalo or Chiefs if you want to say AFC is just that stacked. So, okay, fourth best team, maybe fifth. How do you go from that to elite, that to unstoppable, that to dynasty? What does that look like? Offensive line, defensive coordinator. That's where I'm starting. Let's take our final break, and uh, we'll come back and hear from Kyle from Madison. Ryan, it's Kyle from Madison. What's up? Okay, sorry about the language in my last call. That was upsetting. Although, it feels like probably an all-time fastest, like, I don't want to say healing period, because I'm still hurting from the loss, but... Yep. I just got hit with a giant surge of like perspective also. Yep. Um, and it came in the form of one of my, my cousins who's a, a Broncos fan. You know, he just texted me. He's like, yeah, I'm sure that one hurts you guys, but just remember you got a young dope team who looks like they're going to very much be competing for years to come. And I thought, well, yeah, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to argue with him. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably, you know, well, and just, Let's think about that for a second from the perspective of a Broncos fan. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, listen, if, if you are a Broncos fan, you're not suffering the way we suffered through that game. But what are you even doing right now? Let's pretend for a second. I'm a Broncos podcaster. You're a diehard, lifelong Broncos fan. What are we even talking about? We're talking about Russell Wilson's going to leave, which I guess is good, but we don't have a quarterback. We got this coach in here. I don't. I don't know if he's like a thing or I. I don't. I don't know. Like what? What? What do we have? That like dominant defense is kind of gone-ish. So we got to kind of rebuild that. But we need a quarterback, and we probably could use some receivers because this whole thing that supposedly they're really good, but then they're not. And people are talking about maybe like a, a quarterback swap with Cousins. And like, what are we even doing? You know, I mean, what? What if you were a Cardinals fan? What are you talking about? A Panthers fan, a Falcons fan, Washington, you know, you know how much that sucks? You know what else would suck? Jaguars. Dude, you you drafted one of the 
one of the greatest quarterback prospects in forever. And he genuinely seems like your prototypical, he's good, but he's never going to be good enough type of guys. And it's like we spent all this money and we, we loaded him up and it seemed to really work, but it just wasn't good enough. And now we got to get rid of those guys that we paid all that money to. And like the defense is okay, but not great. And like, we can't move on from Trevor Lawrence, but like, is, is he ever going to get better? And what do we, I, don't, I don't know what to talk about. The Jets, dude, we got Aaron Rodgers and that should be cool, but he didn't even play in his first year. And then he's going to come back next year, and we're excited that he's going to play, but what do we do about this offensive line while we fix it? What, replace everybody? I mean, it's just, and then what? And then what? So what, we take one swing, maybe two swings at a Super Bowl, and we hope that he makes it through those both of those two years? What are the odds we actually win a Super Bowl? Almost zero. So then what? Then what do we do? I have no idea. What about the Patriots? What about the Colts or the Titans or the Chargers? They're, they're in like teardown mode. Like they've, they've got this quarterback. Talk about squandering a quarterback. Freaking Packer fans talk about squandering Rodgers. They've had a very good quarterback and, and, and good wide receivers. And, you know, they've had a good, you know, good pieces here and there. But it's like you invested in Balaga and Lindsley. And it's like, okay, well, that, that era is done. You're going to lose at least one of your receivers, if not both of them, and that's going to completely decimate your franchise. I mean, you can get excited about a new head coach, but you're tearing down and rebuilding everything. You know, Dallas isn't just, I mean, Dallas, like I said, they're in where we were in 2020, where it's just like, it was such a devastating loss because it's like, if we can't win with this, I don't know what to do. Where do we go? Look at the Eagles. The Eagles. Oh, does that suck? What do you do to fix the Eagles? What is even wrong with the Eagles? They were a Super Bowl team, and now they're not. And now we're going to start losing our offensive line, and we're going to start losing some defensive pieces. It's like we're going backwards. We, we need to really hit on the draft and free agency just to replace the guys we're going to lose, and then we're going to be like a complete trash team. Down the stretch, they look like one of the worst teams in football. How long is it going to take to rebuild this? All the while, you've got, you know... A.J. Brown, who's aging, you've got a quarterback on a massive contract, and it's like, well, just we're just paying him a bunch of money while we go through a rebuild. By the time you finish the rebuild, he's going to be looking for another contract. This freaking sucks. It just, it just sucks. I mean, the, the, the bottom line is most teams' fan bases would envy our situation. Right, the Texans are in a great situation. The Packers are in a great situation. Kansas City's in a great situation just because of how good they are. But you start worrying, like, what if Andy Reid retires? Right? What if Travis Kelsey retires? You know, you feel like there's a window closing, and it's like, well, how do we maintain this? Because you know, we still got the quarterback for a long time, but it's going to be hard to replace Andy Reid. And um, you know, we got to start finding some pieces here because we're we're dropping like flies, and we're seeing the negative impact of that. And you start to wonder if we miss out on this Super Bowl. Is there a big dip coming? Um, you know, and again, Baltimore, I'm sure they're riding high, but you know, th- this feels like a, a really good swing for them because again, Lamar hasn't made it this deep into the postseason in like three years. And um, who's to say how long before he does it again? I'm sure they're not thinking that way, but seriously, and he, you know, Miami. There's one of the most explosive elite offenses we've seen in a long time. So what do we do now? I mean, I, I'm not saying they're in a bad situation. It's great to be a Miami fan, but 
I don't know, man. I feel like of of all the the fan bases, the two that should be the happiest are the Texans and the Packers. They should be the absolute happiest. And in in a more diluted sense, you could say, you know, the Bears and, uh, you know, one of the other really early teams that's going to walk away with a quarterback because you can just pretend that they're going to be elite, although you have no idea. So, yeah, I mean, it, it hurts, it stings, it sucks. But as far as football fans go, we are in one of the more enviable positions of any fan base like everish. It's pretty stupid. And actually, you know, there's just so many bright spots this year. And I think a lot of things went off the rails there at the end. I really wanted that game. I know we all did. Yeah. Um, I think we we have room for improvement. We we really showed where the we showed what we're capable of in, in, in stretches, you know. And I think and, and you got a little bit of both good and bad out of just about every position in this game, including the quarterback, including the running game, including the blind. I mean, everything kind of had a yin and a yang, you know. They, Love had some great throws today. He also kind of, I don't want to say reverted because he's getting pressure in his face and making, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the throw at the end looked like something from, like, the, like October, you know. At the same time, driving rain, everybody's slipping. Uh, there was just a lot of, like, up and down there. But we've seen where the, we've seen where the, potential is and it's pretty high pretty damn high so i think there is value in these guys learning like hey if you're you know you've got a taste of it now if you're going to be serious contenders going forward like these are the games you got to finish you gotta you know not (laughs) do what you just did man did that feel a lot like the freaking cardinal game in 09 didn't it damn just, yeah. uh, not not totally, but just how it ended. But uh, hey, look what they did the last the next year after that, right? So I mean, I hate to think about it like this, but it's true. I mean, that which hurts you instructs you. You look at like that Bengals team and the fire right away, right through, went to the Super Bowl right away. I don't know that that's the best thing for your development, you know, unless you're gonna win the whole thing right away. Yeah. But uh, at least these guys understand now. They're going to have to learn to close games. They're going to have to learn how to be clutch. And the whole team and the coaching is going to have to kind of look at themselves about some of the decisions that were made. But I think this week and going forward, we should all just kind of try to calm down and appreciate. So peace out. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, I'm not going to fault anybody for, for being down. I think that is what you're, that's what happens. I mean, we've been, dude, this is such an investment, man. <laughs> It really is. And it's not just because I do the daily podcast. It's all of us. I mean, you guys are listening every day because it's, you could listen to anything you want, but you choose to consume Packers stuff like daily. Um, I don't even, cons- well, I mean, I do, but I don't, I don't even listen to podcasts about the Packers because it's just overload. But um, it is an investment and we get, we so much of our lives are tied into it. And um, again, that's part of the reason why it's, it's sad just, that the season ended because it's like, I mean, so much of my routine and everything else is made up of football. And uh, as soon as that first week starts, it's like, man, you know, we start posting about, it's going to be like, you know, no more Sundays without football for another, however many months. And now it's like, oh man, that's gone. I don't, I don't have that anymore. And I'm not going to have that for a long time, but you just got to shift into that next mode. 
we're going to have a lot of football for a long time. Most of the time, I mean, potentially, I mean, potentially we'll never see another Super Bowl again, another Super Bowl victory. I mean, it's not impossible, depending on how old you are. So we got to find ways to enjoy it. And there's there's a lot of reasons to assume that we're going to enjoy it. And, and again, the offseason, there's a lot to enjoy. There just is. So enjoy it. You know, the, the NFL gives you ways to enjoy the NFL 24-7-365. It's, it's up to you whether you want to take advantage or not. I choose to take advantage. Hey, Ryan, it's the Packer, Pennsylvania Packer. Hey, so what's up? Disappointed with our, our, our loss tonight, but at the same time, I'm proud of our guys. I still think we shouldn't have left Mason Crosby go. He holds the team record for a reason. So, and it is what it is, you know. They're going for when you know, but we we lost six points tonight. That six points could have could have won the game. No offense, but like I said, I'm I'm proud of my our team. Go pack, go! I bleed green and yellow. So I love you. Love your podcast. Listen to it every day. Thank you. So I love you, Clayton, all you guys. So thank you for what you guys do, and uh, we'll keep our chins up, and we'll just look for next year. So go pack, go! Yeah, it's going to be exciting too. I mean, just just think about the conversations as we get closer to the season. You know, as we as we get closer to July and August, you know, and talking about like, man, you know, I, I can't wait to see what Lucas Van Ness looks like. You know, what if he takes a jump? You know, what if what if we do get Reed and Watson and whoever else healthy all year? Like, what is that going to look like? You know, the jump of Tucker and and Musgrave. If even one of them takes a jump, how exciting that could be. Imagine if both of them do and the usage that we can get. And, you know, talking about the rookies and being excited about, you know, can't wait to see this rookie running back or whatever, or receiver or defensive tackle or whatever. I mean, there's just, you start applying that to what we already saw down the stretch last year and how that could really make an impact. And then looking at the other teams around the league and, you know, like, it's just can't wait for this matchup or that matchup, you know. Can't wait for this this new defensive coordinator with these defensive pieces that we got, you know, these pass rushers that we've got, and the new interior guy that we picked up to to just unleash on Caleb Williams and, you know, or this ball hawking corner to get that pick six against Caleb and just set the tone right. You know what I mean? It's just it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Uh, it's gonna be awesome the shuffle, but Wilson has arguably the most Incredible fumble, fumble yeah. recovery I've seen in my entire life. Running full speed, diving, catching that ball. Um, uh. Well, I, I mean, I really think it was because more often than not how that works is you'll see it bouncing around. The first guy is going to be like a Packer. He's going to jump on it and miss. The second guy will be a Packer. He'll jump on it and miss. And then a defender or, you know, the other team comes along and they're able to jump on it and get it. And it's like, oh, come on. You know, you see so many people try and get it and miss. This was, I saw him fumble. I saw nothing but 49ers around. And I thought, oh, oh my Lord. Like, it's, it's, this is 100% getting turned over. And here comes this jersey flying out of nowhere, diving at it. And you think, well, he's not going to get it. Nobody ever just dives on it and gets it. That first guy gets it like 1% of the time. He catches it midair, lands on it. It was never even like, nope, nope, that's mine. I mean, I'm 
You said it, but I'm I'm going to back you up. I don't think I've ever seen a more impressive fumble recovery than that, partially because I've never even seen a good fumble recovery. It always looks like a complete freaking cluster. But that was beyond impressive. And uh, yes, I, I, I died, and I was 99% sure that was getting turned over when I saw that thing hit the ground and I saw nothing but 49ers around. Frustrating. I mean, we're playing with house's money, but... Packers just find a way to make you think you're going to win and then not. And right now it sucks. I know there's a lot of hope for the future. Um, but that was just rough. And just, we were, we were the better team today, but there's just one too many mistakes. Seems to be our thing in the playoffs. Be the better team, but still find a way to lose. I mean, couldn't get the ball in the end zone. I mean, I think, I don't think the refs helped us. The refs definitely aren't why we lost, but. I think we converted that fourth down. There's a face mask on Jones they didn't call. They literally showed the ref breaking up a block on our when the Niners were on offense out of bounds. And the ref's breaking it up but not throwing the flag. You can't block a player out of bounds when they're out of bounds. You have to stop blocking wait until they come back in bounds. Otherwise, it's a flag. And that was a big play. And then the next play, we let McCaffrey run for 37-yard touchdown. Like, you call that flag. Different game. Um, sure, Anders is going to catch a lot of heat, but... I don't think we should have even been in that position to begin with. I mean, obviously, I'm annoyed he missed that field goal, but uh, it seems like snapping on the field goals is off all day. Yeah. It's frustrating. We're the better team, but uh, hopeful for next year. So, time for the offseason. Go back up. Yeah, and that's the negative and the positive, right? I mean, the negative is it's it's painful to know that we should have won the game and didn't, right? I mean, again, you can't take any opportunity for granted. It was on the table, and we blew it, and that sucks. The positive is, dude, we were legitimately the better team. We went up against the 49ers in San Francisco, and the Packers were the better team. That's a pretty big positive going into next year. It sucks for 2023, but it's the best possible outcome for 2024. I mean, if you're if you're going to lose, that's how you want to lose. You want to lose being the better team that just made too many stupid mistakes. Because again, I can sit here and say, hey, we are a top five football team. That doesn't mean we're going to be next year, but it doesn't matter. That's the starting point. Anyways, guys, why don't we uh, why don't we call it a night? I got to get this uploaded. It's almost 10 o'clock, and um, I apologize. I'm not going to get you a podcast for tomorrow. I wish I could, but um, had too much going on today. But again, I got this one, and then we did the mock draft uh, with uh, Jake and I, so please go check that out. Should have more time tomorrow to make sure all the podcasts are done. But have a good rest of your day, your night, whatever. Have a good one. Bye-bye.